With more than half a billion downloads last year, TikTok has become the most popular app in the world. Because of this recipe, the grocery stores in Finland ran out of feta cheese. Here's how to make it. I'm so sick of cakey makeup looks, so I've been using this technique and I'm obsessed. All at once, apply all your cream products. This hedge is mostly branches and it's just like, are you a tree or are you a hedge? Just make up your mind, be true to your path. You're the master of your own. And while the endless stream of short videos appear to be an entertaining or perhaps wasteful way to while away any amount of time, global suspicion around TikTok is growing rapidly. How would you feel if someone was standing over you, looking at everything on your phone? How would you feel if you knew that was the Chinese military? That is TikTok. That's the dangers of TikTok. In the US, the Biden administration is considering an all-out ban on TikTok, unless its Chinese owners sell their shares in the app. Just last week, TikTok CEO Shoji Chu faced a grilling from lawmakers at a U.S. congressional hearing. You're trying to give the impression that you're going to move away from Beijing and the Communist Party. You're trying to give the impression that you're a good actor. But the commitments that we would seek uh, to achieve those goals are not being made today. I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I, have I, asked find, that. I find that actually preposterous. You couldn't take he was there to answer tough questions around TikTok's ability to spy on U.S. citizens, what data it is handing over to the Chinese government, and the risk it might pose to teens and children. Mr. Chu, has ByteDance spied on Americans at the direction of the Chinese Communist Party? No. Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think that spying is the right way to describe it. At the very same time that the CEO was fielding questions in Washington, the UK Parliament banned TikTok on all staff devices. So that's the breaking news. We understand that Scottish Parliament have followed suit as well, making their own announcement this afternoon. Here with me in the studio. They now join the likes of the BBC, the European Parliament, and governments in Denmark, Belgium, and Canada who have all forbidden staff to use the TikTok app on their work phones. So will Ireland be next? And should we be next? This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, Why has the Western world turned its back on TikTok? And will Ireland follow suit? Emily Baker-White is a US-based technology reporter with Forbes, and she's been writing about TikTok for the last number of years. Emily, do we know what kind of data can or does TikTok gather? So their privacy policy will answer that question more comprehensively than I will. But I think a couple things, of course, they have access to any direct messages we send within the app. They know, I think when we send a TikTok link to a friend, even if we send it via email or via text message, there are trackers in there to sort of understand where that link has has come from. Um, They also have information about what kind of content we like to consume. And for some people, what they what they like on TikTok, what they engage with on TikTok is is private. It may show your sexual orientation. It may show um, something about your political beliefs and and any sort of information about how you engage with content on the app is, of course, something that that TikTok and ByteDance will have access to. 
They also have access, I think, to your birthday when you sign up um, and, and to some, you know, your username and password, things like that. Last week, we saw the CEO of TikTok, Shoji Chu, testify before U.S. Congress defending the app and its interests. ByteDance is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. It's a private company. Emily, what are the main concerns for the U.S. surrounding TikTok and ByteDance, the company that owns it? The Biden administration is worried that TikTok could be a threat to national security for two different reasons. The first is that they fear TikTok is collecting a lot of information about its American users that could then fall into the hands of the Chinese government because TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, uh, was founded in China and is based in China. And the the second fear is that the Chinese government, through ByteDance, could influence what goes what what is popular on TikTok or what goes viral on TikTok. There are so many people on TikTok all the time in the U.S. now that TikTok is an important part of our political conversations, our cultural conversations, our commercial conversations. And the fear is that ByteDance might very subtly uh, place a thumb on the scale for certain narratives and against others in a way that we might not ever even know about. So the concern then, Emily, about TikTok is on two fronts. It's data gathering. And its influence, its potential to control all kinds of messaging. It's not just in the US, though, where that concern is evident. So could you talk to me about that? Yeah. So we've seen sort of parallel concerns from a lot of other Western governments. We've seen them in the EU. We've seen them in the UK. We've seen them uh, in Australia. We've seen a lot of governments sort of asking questions that, that are similar to the ones that the U.S. government is asking sort of about data access and about the potential for TikTok to be used for influence operations. And I suppose these concerns aren't completely unfounded, as you yourself have directly discovered. You remarkably became the target of TikTok surveillance as a result of your reporting on the app's privacy and data issues. What happened? One thing that made everything harder for TikTok is that we reported and then they confirmed that they had tried to use my TikTok user data to to monitor my location in order to try to figure out who was talking to me. And so a team at ByteDance pulled um, or, or attempted to pull information from my phone from the TikTok app. Uh, my IP address, and then tried to match that IP address to IP addresses that their employees had been at. And so the theory was, if I go to a cafe or a library or something like that, and a TikTok or ByteDance employee is there at the same time, perhaps that is a person who is talking to me or leaking information to me. They didn't actually find anything by, by doing this, but they did end up proving that my U.S. user data was accessible and, in fact, was accessed by a team that was partially based in China. And it sort of showed that at least some people within ByteDance had the ability to use TikTok user data to surveil individual people. And I don't care so much if ByteDance employees know where I like to get my coffee, but if I were a Chinese dissident living abroad or a member of Western military, I might be a lot more nervous about 
TikTok and ByteDance having access to my IP address-based location. Emily, when did you find out that your privacy had been breached and your whereabouts had been tracked by TikTok? In October of last year, I found that out and we wrote a story right away, but we had to keep it really vague in order to protect our sources. And so we reported that a team at ByteDance had planned to sort of surveil individual United States citizens, but we couldn't say who was the sort of target of that surveillance and we couldn't say why, which made it really hard for people to understand what we were talking about. But in response to that report, TikTok and ByteDance opened their own investigation to see why we reported this, why we thought it was true. And they then found out themselves um, that that this team had sought to access my user data. Um, we also saw internal materials that indicated they were trying to surveil a couple of other people on my team as well who were writing about TikTok. And uh, ByteDance and TikTok actually published the the results of their own investigation and confirmed that this had happened in December. And that, I think, made everybody a little bit more nervous and has sort of contributed to why this is reaching a, a fever pitch right now. But ByteDance has always rejected any notion that the data is not being kept safe. So what did it say in this instance? I mean, to their credit... TikTok and ByteDance say they fired people um, in response to this incident. They did an investigation. They took responsibility for it publicly. All that is good. The concern, though, is if this happened to me, it means that the data protocols they had in place were not as strong as they thought they were. And so the question is, are there other people who could access this information in sort of a roughly parallel way to what happened to me? And and compromise the the safety and security of people who, frankly, are much more at risk of harm than I am. But is there, in a sense, like a global xenophobia about all this? TikTok is the most successful app in the world, and it's Chinese-owned. So who's to say that all the Western apps, Meta, you know, so on, aren't doing this as well? Yeah, and, and we know that, in fact, um, Western companies have surveilled journalists. We know that Uber did it. Uh, there was reporting that Facebook had the capacity to do it. And so I think one question facing lawmakers in Washington right now is the U.S. has weaker pr data privacy protections than the EU. And so a lot of people are saying we should pass a national data privacy law that would apply not just to TikTok, but to many other companies as well. And, and that might really raise the bar in the United States for what companies are allowed to do, not just TikTok, but, but the whole industry. And that seems like it could be a good thing. I mean, I think it's, it's true that other companies have, have done things like this before, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't allow that either. But is there any evidence that ByteDance has gone to the Chinese government and said, hey, here's all this data? No, we do not have evidence that that's taken place. The The closest I have to that is that I reported a story about another ByteDance app that doesn't exist anymore called Top Buzz. I reported this story back when I was at BuzzFeed News. And I heard from former ByteDance employees who had worked on Top Buzz uh, who told me that Top Buzz would sometimes push sort of pro-China messages to international audiences, both in the U.S. And, and elsewhere and in Europe. And so that was several years ago. 
Um, these former employees told me this happened. We went to ByteDance and asked them, what is your comment on this? They say it didn't happen. Um, and the app no longer exists. So I have not heard the same thing coming out of TikTok. And I have not heard anything from anyone about TikTok or ByteDance directly giving information to the Chinese government. And and so that's something that that a lot of governments are worried could happen. It's not something that we've reported has happened. It's speculative. Would it be possible, though, to ban TikTok in America? I think it would. When we when we talk about a ban, I think there's a range of of things that we could be talking about. I cannot imagine a situation where a a random sort of US citizen accessing TikTok would be committing a crime or breaking the law. I don't think any ban that comes down the pike will be set up that way. I think they will try to sanction the corporation rather than actually prevent individual citizens from accessing the app. But we don't know yet if there is a ban or threat of a ban, exactly what form it would take. So again, and without being Pollyanna about this, at the heart of all this, building panic about TikTok, could it be that this is the only app, Behemoth, that isn't based in the West? That it's the only Eastern app that's so fantastically successful? So, so right now, yes, that's true. And I think a lot of the alarm in the United States, it, it sometimes strikes me as sort of American exceptionalism, that we think that all of these apps are, just have to be based out of the U.S. and we might panic if they're not. And I think that is small-minded. And one of the big questions about sort of what happens now with TikTok is, is a question about whether we can have an app that is as successful and impactful as TikTok that is owned by a company that is subject to Chinese law. And I think that's what a lot of regulators and, and lawmakers in the United States are worried about. Because theoretically, under Chinese law, ByteDance could be forced to turn over information to the Chinese government and wouldn't be allowed to tell us if they did. And so there's sort of a question about whether a company being subject to Chinese law and having access to this information inherently creates a national security risk for the United States or the EU or, or various sort of other Western governments. And I think that's sort of the nub of the question for, for a lot of these people who are trying to figure out if TikTok should be regulated and if so, how. Coming up, will the Irish government ever ban TikTok? Data expert Dara O'Brien weighs the risks. Dara O'Brien is the founder and MD of Castlebridge, one of Ireland's leading data strategy consultants. Dara, we've seen government bodies across the world and institutions such as the BBC uh, asking or even directing their staff to remove TikTok from their work phones. What's the situation with the Irish government? Do you think Ireland should take action and bring in a ban? Okay, I think the first thing to say is that we, we don't know specifically what security information or guidance uh, these decisions by European governments and other governments are being based on. There may be an actual identified security threat arising from this particular app in terms of what it does, how it functions, or things that might be happening that are unexpected in the operation of the app. So the question then is, should the Irish government be 
taking a prudent precautionary principle approach to the installation of any software that's produced by any third party, particularly where that third party might be owned in part by a hostile member state or a member state that we are not necessarily on the best of terms with uh, in, in the geopolitical sense. And in that context, it's a decision for the Irish government to make ultimately, but from a personal perspective, I've never installed TikTok on any device and I don't allow members of my family to install TikTok on any device because I've read the privacy notice for TikTok. And in general, I've, I think this is a really good teachable moment for us to look at and, and raise awareness of the fact that the mobile phone we have, the smartphone we have today is a wonderful device that captures a lot of data about us, about our interactions with the world, about where we are, where we're going, who we're communicating with and in contact with. And many apps seek permission to access that information on your device as part of installing them and setting them up. Um, a few years ago, there, there was a spirit level app that wanted access to your contact information, for example, and your, your camera roll on your app, on your phones. And I have to wonder why. Is there an issue with Ireland, though, because, for example, uh, the European headquarters of TikTok is based in Dublin. Do you think, and look, obviously our government is is very keen on working with and supporting all the tech companies that are here. Do you think that that has and will have any influence on whether our government will take action against the app? It shouldn't. And I think it's important that we separate out the question of whether companies have headquarters here uh, from questions around data protection and information security. Uh, ultimately, uh, there are times of the, the state or agencies of the state have to make decisions that are uh, the right thing to do in the context of a prudent principle approach to security, uh, which might um, ruffle feathers in companies. But uh, as, as someone who runs a small business, sometimes it's, it feels like the, it's the government's job to ruffle the feathers of companies. Uh, in terms of their policies and what they do. But it's also worth bearing in mind that we have had similar conversations around the application and enforcement of data protection law in Ireland in relation to big tech firms like Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, uh, Meta and WhatsApp and, and, and other firms. And we are seeing that enforcement happening. So I think the, the argument of the Irish state might uh, uh, blink in the face of, of conflicting interests uh, is, is, is certainly less strong than it would have been in the past particularly in the context of a possible national security issue or risk. Um, and again, we don't know the details of the specifics of what has triggered this concern amongst governments, but it is worth pointing out that a vast amount of the data that people might be concerned about, uh, that the map might be accessing in the normal run of things, is available to buy as marketing product from many of these, uh, the, these companies. You can buy targeted marketing information all derived from information that's gathered from the app on your device. As which we as users agree to, you know, we agreed to, to that. We as users to partake in that, whether you knowingly consciously agree to that is an open question, and that's being subject of a, a number of data protection enforcement actions by the DPC as to whether the terms and conditions uh, that people are signing up to are clear and understandable, and that we actually appreciate what happens to our data when it moves from our device to the, the company that is providing the app. So the, the key question here is, should the Irish government take action? The prudent principle would suggest yes, until we can determine whether this is a, a moral panic or a storm in a teacup. However, the Irish government is privy to. I wouldn't want to speculate any further than that. But there's no 
you know, there's no evidence to say, there's no smoking gun to say that TikTok and ByteDance are using the data they gather in nefarious ways or even that they're sharing the data with the Chinese government. So... And, and that is the, that is the question. Well, there is no evidence, but unfortunately, the, the, the difficulties that we're dealing with, national security issues, potentially, we wouldn't have sight on that evidence. And that is a concern. But it's also worth pointing out that my risk profile is very different to the Minister for Defence or the Minister for Justice or members of their close staff or people who are engaged in planning or, or monitoring security operations in the Irish state. So data that I might have no problem with being taken from my device and, and analysed and packaged for as a marketing product or in some other way. In other contexts, that might actually be a less than ideal situation for us to find ourselves in. So, Dara, in the growing cybersecurity community in Ireland, is there a sense of confidence that our institutions, that our government, has a handle on it? Well, as a data protection professional, not necessarily a, a cybersecurity professional, we, we, we operate at the slightly uh, less technical level than my colleagues and peers on the, the technical cybersecurity side. I think there's a, a growing uh, recognition that the Irish government is beginning to wake up to the fact that we can't really get away with the look of the Irish, sure everybody loves this approach to managing our, our security risks. And we are beginning to mature our defences in that context. Uh, but ultimately, um, the, the key challenge here is that people need to be aware of where the risks might come from. And the risks uh, can come from people, just as we've always said, installing third-party software on a computer or on a device you're using for work where you don't necessarily know where, where that application or software has come from or you're not necessarily aware what data it is actually accessing, how, when or why. Thanks very much, Dara. That's it for today. For more Irish Times journalism, including the latest developments in the TikTok saga, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan. In the news, we'll be back on Wednesday. <laughs>